Welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's episode, I am joined by freshman on the LIU women's hockey team, Grace Babington. This season, Grace has five goals and seven assists for 12 points. Grace's performance this season earned her the New Ha Rookie of the Month Award for November. Before college, Grace won a JWHL championship in 2023 and was an advanced honor roll achiever every quarter. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Grace, and how's everything going? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm doing pretty good. Um, how are you? I'm doing well. Just started uh, spring semester uh, today, so looking forward to another semester of college, but definitely uh, trying to get used to the swing of things. I'm still in my winter break schedule that I'm trying to Yeah. shake out of. Yeah, I totally get it. Now, obviously, the first half of your season has come and gone a couple of weeks ago, so I just want to ask you how was your first half of how was the first half of the season for you, both on and off the ice? Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. Like getting to school, we got here a little early. It was pretty much just hockey for a couple weeks and then school started up. It was a little bit of an adjustment because last year I was doing a post-grad year, so it was pretty much just hockey. So it was definitely an adjustment, but it went pretty well, I'd say. Yeah. How have you balanced academics and hockey at such a high level? Because that's something that it takes a while for some players to get used to that part of being a student athlete. Yeah, totally. I mean, we our schedule is pretty like first the school schedule is pretty flexible. So uh, we took a lot of morning classes. We'd practice and have lift in the afternoon. So it's pretty easy. Um, to manage that but definitely like the studying and stuff some late nights early mornings but it's definitely manageable so Now let's talk about your hockey team for a little bit. So you guys currently sit atop the new Haas standings after a hard fought series against Franklin Pierce, where you guys won in overtime on Sunday. Uh, what have you taken away from your team's performance so far this season? And what do you think it's going to take to sort of maintain your position in the standings and try to get a NCAA tournament berth at the end of the season? Yeah, so, I mean, our team, like, everyone's been bought in since the very beginning, and it's shown. Um, I mean, it's hard for a team to win 14 games in a row in conference. So I think, like, our resilience and the dedication um, to each other on and off the ice has definitely been something that I've taken away. Um, I mean, we're just looking to continue that and kind of, like, repeat what happened last year. Obviously, like winning the tournament or winning the playoffs is huge to get to the tournament. So it's definitely our goal for now. Yeah. Any other goals you might have from an individual standpoint or for a team standpoint uh, for the rest of the season? Or is it just trying to win that new hot championship in, in February or March? I'm Yeah, not sure so, when it is, so I apologize. yeah, no, it's all good. Um, so, I mean, obviously we want to win our conference playoffs, but being regular season champions is definitely on the radar too. It's awesome. Um, the playoffs definitely to win the conference and then obviously make it to the tournament and not just make it like try to try to prove ourselves and get a good run going. So. So let's transition now and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and sort of work all the way up to where you are today. So you're from Massachusetts. Talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, so I actually, I moved to Massachusetts my freshman year of high school. Um, my dad's in the Army, so I've moved around a lot. Um, before I moved here, or to Mass, I 
lived in Maryland and Virginia, so I played for the Washington Pride, which is the same league as the Boston Shamrocks. Um, I mean, it's been like it's been awesome being able to live in Massachusetts. It's a huge hockey state. It's obviously not Minnesota, but it's pretty close. Um, I think it's better than Minnesota, unbiased I, opinions. I would so. 1,000% agree, but it's definitely been awesome to be around <laughs> so much hockey. Um, yeah. Who was your favorite player growing up? Um, was it someone on the Capitals or was it a player on another team? Yeah, so I was a Caps fan for a little bit, um, living in Maryland and Virginia. Obviously, that's close. I was a huge Tom Wilson fan. Oh, Um, nice. yeah, he's a grinder, but... Yeah, I love watching him play. And now that I've been living in Massachusetts, I've definitely kind of swung to the Bruins side. Um, and I'd say, like, watching Charlie Coyle, he's my favorite player on the Bruins. He's he's a grinder, but he can he can score some goals. So I'd definitely say them, too. That's awesome. I like Charlie Cole because I feel like he's super underrated because Oh, he yeah. can, he's always winning faceoffs and big plays, but then he scores Yeah. those goals. But like when you, people talk about the Bruins, I feel like people talk about Swayman, McAvoy, and Marshawn, and rightfully so because those are three Yeah. probably Hall Yeah. of Fame players when their careers are over. But I feel like he deserves a, just as much credit as those guys do. Mm -hmm. I would agree. Yep. Now, let's talk about the places you've played in before college hockey. So, Before college, you initially played for the Boston Shamrocks. Um, so just talk about playing with that team and sort of what you took away from your experience there. Yeah, so I played for the Shamrocks for four years. I played 16s for two years, 19s for two years. Um, it was kind of, it was crazy. I mean, it's weird because it's club, so I was still in high school. I'd get to the rink right after school. I'd be there. We'd work out. We'd practice. Um, it was late nights. We'd usually miss, like, Thursday, Friday of school, go travel, play five games. Um, so it was definitely, it was a little crazy, especially like moving to a new, new team, but, um, it was a lot, a lot of fun. It was good. what's like uh like your some of your favorite times with uh the shamrocks and how did you sort of balance being in high school and sort of playing with that club team because i think that's not easy and that's something that a lot of people have to do at least in new england is sort of play for two different teams i'm just curious how you sort of what you took away i guess from that experience Yeah, I would say the most fun times were definitely traveling. Um, being able to miss school was fun because you'd come back and people would be like, oh, where were you? Um, so it was fun. Um, it, was, it was really tough, actually, like missing Thursday and Friday of school. It's two whole days out of the five-day week. So catching up was hard. It'd be bus rides, plane rides. I'd, be, I'd have to lock in and kind of do my schoolwork there, but it was definitely worth it in the end. What was the best place you traveled to when you were with the Shamrocks? I would say we traveled to Buffalo um, once a year and we played at the Harbor Center, which is cool because the hotel's pretty much connected to the rink. So it was always fun playing there. Um, and then Florida, we were there a couple times. Obviously, that's nice. It's warm. Yeah. We'd go there in the winter. So it'd be a mini vacation, but obviously we're there to play hockey. So it was fun. Well, I feel like hockey is just as fun as going to the beach, so I'd call it a full vacation, even though Yeah. it's part of uh, the reason why you're there. So at Yeah. least that's the way I would look at it. But Yeah, definitely. so after that, you then went on to play for Naha. 
Um, obviously, you mentioned that you had to take a postgrad year. So when did you sort of realize that was going to happen for yourself? Because I feel like that's starting to become a more common occurrence for a lot of women's hockey players because of the extra year of eligibility that a lot of players have gotten because of the pandemic. And just sort of how did you get the opportunity to go to Naha? How did that situation uh, sort of come about for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, COVID definitely screwed things up. Um, it was hard for people to come out and watch. It was hard to play games, so we were kind of stuck in Massachusetts when I was at Shamrocks. Um, I wasn't really getting the looks that I wanted, not many offers, and I kind of wanted an extra year. I didn't think I was totally ready to jump into school and hockey at a place I wasn't ready for. So I had a couple teammates who had kind of switched over to Naha um, during the years that I was there. So we got in touch with them and I decided that I wanted to do a postgrad and Naha was kind of the perfect place. So I kind of, I made the decision not to, to go to college to a, like a place I wasn't ready for. And Naha was, it prepared me. So it was definitely, it was a hard decision, but it was also a, an easy decision because I knew that I needed more time. And you won a JWL championship last season. So talk about what it was like winning that and sort of what it meant to you. Kind of a good way to cap off your junior hockey career before college. Yeah, so I've been I've been playing in the JWHL since I was about 12 years old. Um, so I'd be watching the U19 championship every single year. Um, it's kind of something that was always on my mind um, at the end of the season. So being able to win um, – my last year with Naha was definitely like a huge accomplishment just because I've been watching it and I've seen a lot of girls win it. So it was definitely important and it was fun. Now you mentioned that you went to Naha to help prepare you for college hockey. I'm assuming the Shamrocks and the Washington Pride also helped prepare you for college hockey. Now that you're in college hockey, how do you think those experiences with both those places helped prepare you for LIU? Yeah. Um, the exposure piece was one of the things that they kind of prepared for me, like just having people like eyes on you all the time, being watched all the time. Um, just the, the like the rigorous like training schedule uh, at all of those teams. We were practicing every single day, five, six days a week. Um, and in juniors, you play five, four or five games a weekend. So it was definitely like this. I guess the speed was always there. Like we were always going. Um, so it definitely was like an easier transition because we had just been, it's a lot, it's pretty similar to college hockey, practicing, lifting, having games on the weekend. So it was a pretty easy switch. Yeah. Now let's talk about your recruitment process with Long Island. So what was, how did they sort of reach out to you and what made you want to go there versus the schools you might've looked at? Yeah. So um, when I was at the Shamrocks, um, our assistant coach now at LIU, Nora McLean, she was a coach at Shamrocks. So I had known her a while. Um, when I got to Naha, she, uh, I ended up reaching out to her and it was kind of, it just all happened at once. I got out here for um, a visit and I kind of fell in love with it. So it was at the end of my, uh, the postgrad year sort of, it was December of last year. So it was pretty late. Um, it just, it happened pretty quickly. Didn't really have much time to think, but when I came here, I knew that this is where I wanted to go. 
at one point during was there any point during your recruiting process that you worried that you weren't going to find a place to play because that's probably the latest commitment I've ever heard from someone that because uh, usually some players like they commit like when they're 16 17 years Yeah. old which is pretty crazy Yeah. There was there was times where I was getting a little nervous, but I just I've always like I've had my coaches, my teammates, my parents like always reassuring me that everything's going to work out and it all happened at once. I mean, it was like a crazy time, December, November of last year. Um it was getting down to the wire, so I was lucky. I was definitely lucky, but it's obviously worked out in my favor, so Now, as a freshman this year, what has been the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? I think, honestly, it's, I would say, like, the game schedule. Like, playing five games in a weekend the past couple of years, um, you have no time to think. You don't really have time to prepare. But now that we're at the college level, it's two games a weekend, and preparation is super, super important. And it's just you have a lot more time to think and get ready. So I think that's, like, honestly the biggest adjustment is less games and more preparation. Now, what's it like playing in Newha and just the competition you guys face each game? Because I feel like it's a conference that doesn't get as much national attention as some of the other ones do. But I feel like it's a very competitive conference because you have teams like Stonehill and Assumption who just started up their programs like last season or this season in Assumption's case. And they're being very competitive with other D1 programs in your conference, which I think is a sort of a testament to just the growth of women's hockey. But Also, how strong your conference is as well. Yeah, I think the conference is definitely getting more competitive than it has been, especially with the addition of new teams. Um, it's been awesome, like just being able to go into every game and have good competition and you never know who's going to win. And I think that's super important. So it's been it's been pretty good. Now you got your first collegiate goal against Stonehill this year. So talk about that goal and where do you keep the puck today? Yeah, so it was it was a good a good time because my family was there, uh, my mom, my dad, my sister. I had a couple friends there, um, and it obviously was at Stonehill. It's in Massachusetts, so it was kind of home territory for me. Um, I guess the goal was just late in the third, um, kind of it put us up, and it was just it's, it was an awesome feeling. It was really rewarding. Um, Definitely wanted it to be earlier, but it happens. Um, yeah, and I mean, my puck is it's on my desk. I see it every day. It's Nice. just a rewarding feeling. Yeah. Are you going to keep it with you um, in LIU throughout your next three years, or are you going to bring it back to Massachusetts and have it there for the rest of your time, I guess, in the state or for the rest of your life, I guess? I don't know how else to articulate that, but... Yeah, I mean, I think it'll stay here. Um, Mm -hmm. maybe not at my desk, maybe in the locker room, maybe my stall, but I think I definitely want to keep it here. It's just a friendly reminder all the time. So Yeah, just make sure not to lose it. That's definitely I know, something you want to keep definitely. because you can't replace that. But I know I'll have to put in like a trophy case or something. yeah, I, I don't know where you get those. Like I have some of those puck things where you can like put Yeah. it in like a like a plastic container. So I have a few of those with old pucks that I have, but I don't know where you would get them. It usually comes with it from my experience, at least. Yeah, so we'll see. I'll, I'll find one.
Now, one last hockey question for you before we get to the non-hockey segment. That's just like from your perspective, what's been the biggest improvement you've made to your game this season? Because obviously, like you mentioned, I feel like as the season has gone on, you've started to become more comfortable with yourself. And I think that's sort of reflected in your play. And I think the stats are finally starting to show it. Um, but from your perspective, what do you think has been sort of the biggest improvement you've made to your game? I think, honestly, like my hockey IQ um, and just my confidence in general, like being with these these girls every single day, um, it's just nice to have the support that, that we give each other. Um, and the game is just, it's a lot smarter um, in college than it is in junior. So I think definitely like being quicker with my decision making and seeing the ice better has definitely been something that I've been working on improving and continue to improve on. So let's transition now to the non-hockey segment or ask you some non-hockey questions to get to know you and some of your teammates, I guess, a little bit more off the ice. So first one is, what music do you like to listen to? I've been listening to a lot of country lately. Um, I used to be a really big rap fan, but I've definitely, I feel like I've matured a little more. So country has definitely been my go-to recently. I feel like country's starting to become more mainstream than rap, so maybe you're just I following agree. the the masses, I guess, a little bit. Maybe I am, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say I'm into everything, like hip hop, EDM, pop music, Yeah. really whatever I'm in the mood for. So, um, that's that's just I think most people. I I can't imagine someone listening to only like one particular genre of music. I think that's kind of Yeah. crazy. Yeah, I'd agree. Now, this is a hockey question, but I think it's pretty interesting. So, with the PWHL starting up. There's been a huge conversation around physicality in women's hockey and the big hits that have been happening around the league. So my question to you is, what's the biggest hit you've ever delivered in your hockey career? I mean, not many hits happen in games. I'd say, like, honestly, the biggest hits are in practice. Any big hit in practice that <laughs> you can share? uh, me and my old line mate, Jeannie, we, we hit each other sometimes. It's like, it's an accident, but we, we somehow always find a way to get into the boards and get in the corners and kind Yeah. of beat each other up. I feel like they should allow hitting in women's hockey. I'm not sure why they don't. I'm No, curious it's what the pretty... reason why it isn't. Obviously, I feel like they can't just throw it in for you guys, but I just feel like it's kind of part of the game. I'm surprised they just don't let you guys do it. Because in college, it's much more strict, I feel like, at least in Yeah. certain conferences, Mm -hmm. um, than it is with the new pro league from what I've been seeing. Yeah. Yep. So let's talk about some of your teammates now with LIU. Uh, who's the funniest on the team? I would have to say my stallmate, uh, Victoria Petruska. We have similar humor. Um, we usually just are sitting there cracking jokes. So I'd definitely say it's her. Uh, which teammate has the best off the ice style? I'm gonna go with Ryan Kearns. She always before game day, her game day outfits are are pretty good, so I would have to say her. Are you going to try to steal some ideas from her to help improve your style maybe? Cause I know Definitely. some players like to do that. Yeah, I've stolen some of her some of her clothing items, so That's good. yeah. Now what's the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? I'm gonna have to say uh the USA, the U eighteens. Yeah. Yeah, I, some of my teammates from last year are on the team, so it was definitely super fun to watch. And then them winning was obviously huge, huge Yeah. news. So, 
redemption from last year because oh they yeah didn't even make it to the uh, gold medal game. So I'm glad yeah they kind of got revenge from that too. So um, it was it looked like Switzerland seems like a nice place based on all the photos I was seeing from yeah there. I've never really yeah thought about going there, but now I want to after that. me too for sure Um, for me, I think it's pretty obvious. It's sort of the whole cutter Gautier thing. I know that yeah I thought that was pretty interesting to see someone just not want to be on a team anymore like that. But we'll see how that unfolds because I feel like that's definitely not the end of that whole drama that's going on. No, it'll it'll come back for sure. Now, if there was a movie made about your life, uh, who would you want to play yourself? I would say my younger sister. She's she's like a mini me, so I think that she'd pull the role off. Nice. She yeah, I think she would do the best, so. Now, if you could have lunch with anybody in the world, who would it be and why? This for this one, I think I'm going to say my teammates from last year. It's, I know it's not a specific person, but to have all my teammates from Naha last year sitting at a lunch table would be awesome. That's awesome. Be cool. Yeah. Have you played any of them? Have you played against any of them um, in college so far? I have, yep. We so we play Assumption. We have a teammate on there. I also like. I've just. I know a couple of teammates from like Shamrocks and kind of growing up and being in Massachusetts, like some girls from Stonehill. And so it's awesome to play against them and see them at the end of the game, give them Yeah, a hug, say hi. yeah. Is it weird playing against them, um, especially since they were your teammates for so long? Yeah, it's definitely weird. Um, you see improvements too, which is always awesome to see. But um, yeah, you try to remember the tendencies of, of them, but sometimes it doesn't always work. But it's definitely fun playing against my own teammates. Probably because they know some of your tendencies too, so you Yeah, have to keep yep. that in the back of your head as well. That's true. Well, let's get back uh, to some hockey questions now. My first one is, what advice would you give younger players trying to pursue a, uh, I guess, scholarship in Division One college hockey like you have or just did? Yeah, I would say, like, honestly, I, it's cliche, but, like, never give up. Good things will come if you keep working hard. People will see the effort that you put in. So definitely just don't give up and keep working hard when no one's watching. Now, what should be done to help grow women's hockey from your perspective? I think just support from everyone. Obviously, like, men's hockey is huge. Like, having those NHL teams um, post things about the P-Dub is awesome it's giving just a lot of exposure to it um it's definitely going to grow if, if it keeps going this way so Have any Islanders players gone to your games before? Because I know you play in their practice facility, if I'm not mistaken. yeah i mean i'm not sure i we've seen a couple of them um but i don't think we've had any at our games unfortunately We gotta we gotta change that. We gotta change i know that. Have some. I'm trying to think. Have Sorokin come to a game. I feel like that would be fun. that would be we'll try to make it happen for sure Awesome. Well, one more question for you, Grace, before we end this interview, and that's just: Do you have any shout outs yet we want to give? Uh, to any of your former teammates, current teammates, family members, friends, and who should we have on the podcast next? I would say, I mean, shout out to my family, obviously, um, and Naha, the whole program last year helped me a lot. And then this summer I was training with Holland Hockey Academy. It's a huge, it's a huge deal. He has some big names that he's training. So, um, yeah. And then I'd say for the podcast, I have some, I have a teammate, an old teammate from UConn, um, Livy Dewar. 
think she'd be good. And then um, Mia Bonarosa from Dartmouth. Um, and then I think, honestly, Ryan Kearns would be a good one from, from LIU. So if you want to get another LIU girl, I think she'd be the one. Awesome. We'll definitely need to get more LIU players on the podcast for yeah. sure. So, uh, but Grace, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I think you're a great player. I'm excited to see what the future has in store for you and your team. And I wish you all the best uh, for the rest of the season and uh, best of luck with the whole new all playoffs coming up. I know that's going to be a lot of fun, but very competitive as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. Good luck to you and your, and your podcast and everything. So thanks for having me.